Welcome to the latest episode of the Apple at Work podcast, a podcast where we talk about all things Apple and the enterprise, K-12, healthcare, and more. Uh, my name is Bradley Chambers. I'm your host, as always. And this week, uh, I have a very special guest, Pramod Sharma. He is the CEO of Osmo. So many of you are per- probably familiar with Osmo. It's one of the best accessories for the iPad. Works with uh, Fire uh, tablets as well. But it, it uses the iPad to allow you to use educational apps, but also then play in the real world as well. Really innovative product. So, um, Pramod, welcome to the show. Thanks for joining us. Uh, good to be here. So talk to us about where did your inspiration for Osmo come from? I mean, you really, you started working on Osmo, what, seven, you know, seven-year-old company at this point. So where did the, where'd right. the inspiration come from? Yeah, um, so I have two kids. Uh, my older daughter is 11 now, and my son is six. When my daughter was in preschool, uh, I used to see... Um, what teachers were trying to do uh, in, a cl- in, a, in, a, in her classroom was trying to exp- expose her to a lot of physical play because for them, physical play is very healthy. And I see, I saw my daughter who wants to play on iPad. So I saw this, there's a disconnect between uh, kids love digital. It's very exciting. It's, it's interesting. It's engaging. And I see what uh, parents and teachers are trying to encourage kids to have a physical play. So I saw there's a missing link between a physical play and digital play. And that intersection is something that has been a, a very exciting for us to explore uh, in Osmo Journey. And your product really was ahead of its time. Uh, look, kind of looking where we are today, we all understand the value of technology. But us, we've also seen kind of this pullback to particularly in education, the value of hands-on learning and seeing and touching and feeling. And so Osmo really strikes a perfect balance there where it allows you to have content that's engaging, that helps kids learn and do in different ways, but also isn't just them being a, you know, a zombie staring at a screen for, you know, an hour or two. And again, you guys were ahead of your time here. I mean, when, when you brought this out on the market, we were kind of all still fully into the everything is going technical uh, model. And I think particularly coming off a period where a lot of schools are are still learning virtually, we've all begun to really value the face-to-face and the hands-on learning. And so you guys really strike this perfect balance. Um, So obviously you integrate heavily with the iPad. When you were developing this product why, what, what led you to the iPad and, and did you guys talk to Apple kind of as you were building it? Yeah, we, we actually, in the beginning, we had our first prototype on the Android phone. I was, I was working, um, before I started Osmo, I was at Google, so I was in uh, Android ecosystem. I started prototyping on an Android phone uh, and we realized very quickly that the Android ecosystem was quite fragmented from a hardware form factor standpoint. Just the screen sizes, the location of a camera is very fragmented. And what we found very attractive about iPad ecosystem was we can we can we can actually count how many different possibilities are on iPad ecosystem and from a from a hardware support angle or where the kind of cameras and, and all the variants that exist. Uh, that that was very attractive. Uh, so we start prototyping on iPad, and once we had an early prototype, we did talk to 
couple of people at Apple, and Apple was very supportive. They've been very, very supportive of Osmo because Osmo has been a use case that wasn't like a common use case on iPad. Uh, iPad was all about making the best possible use of the screen, of the digital screen. And we're trying to take that experience beyond the screen. And that was very exciting for uh, Apple. And Apple was very supportive, uh, whether there was questions we might have on uh, so the future versions, the changes, how they're thinking in the camera ecosystem, or just the software support. Uh, and in general, uh, not just the building a product, but at some point when we were ready for go to market, we started engaging with the Apple retail team. And the retail team was very excited to showcase this in, in the physical retail stores. And there was a big thing for a, a smaller company because that sort of got, got us very instant credibility. From a from a brand positioning, so Apple has been a great partner for us, and Apple ecosystem, because it has been a very well designed ecosystem. It's easier to think about an accessory or a add on ecosystem on top of Apple ecosystem. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense on how it would really benefit Apple to expand the iPad uh, more than just apps. It's it's this, this digital learning um, hub. Now, you know, obviously, since your original models come out, you guys have expanded out into multiple new product categories, uh, still centered around the centralized idea of Osmo. But I know this year you guys have had some really exciting releases that, that I actually reviewed, and we'll have a link to that in the show notes. Talk to us about kind of what you've put out this year, content-wise and uh, product-wise. Uh, one of the things we are doing now is we are trying to uh, focus a lot on going deeper on learning. Because in the beginning of Osmo, one of the biggest challenges for us as a company was just describing what is Osmo. And I always uh, used to say that Osmo allows iPad to see what's in front so you can interact with your hands. Uh, so our focus was really trying to build a set of experiences uh, that showcase what's all is possible on the platform. And that's what we've done in the last couple of years. This year, our focus is going deeper. We know that's easier for parents to understand, for kids to understand, for kids to really engage. They love all the experiences we've built. Now we want to go deeper into learning. So this year, one of the line we have launched is Osmo Math Wizard, which is a set, we're launching curricular, curriculum-inspired products that cover almost all the aspect of early math. And because math is such a hands-on, it's a, it's a, math is very abstract, but to really understand math, you want to bring it down into the real world in some form or way. And that's where Osmo is very, very powerful. So we're going to go, this year we are going deeper into math. We're also trying to build more digital content for existing physical pieces. So we have these two hero products, Genius Kit and Little Genius Kit. And we are adding more digital content. When I say digital content, I mean more digital games that work with the existing physical pieces. So over overarching theme for Osmo going forward is we know it works. Let's go deeper on the content. 
This episode of the Apple at Work podcast is sponsored by 9to5Max Repair Services for schools and enterprises. If you have a fleet of Macs, iPads, iPhones, even Chromebooks that you need to get repaired, either in bulk or on an ongoing basis as repairs come up, check out the link in our show notes to learn about a, a special partner that we um, are working with to enable enterprise repairs, again, for K-12, healthcare, anything in between. Uh, very, very easy, uh, very reputable official parts. Uh, so check it out in the show notes. It's the uh, 9 to 5 Mac repair services for your schools and businesses. And you're not really having to convince people now, hey, this will actually work. This is not a gimmick. Um, talk about, if you can, how are schools using this in the classroom? Obviously, the use cases at home and in virtual learning are, are definitely easy to explain. What are you all seeing with schools and using this either as a classroom set, in a STEM lab? What are some of the stories you're hearing? As you know, uh, yeah. COVID has fundamentally disrupted what happens in the school, in the classroom. Um, a lot of it is happening at home now. There are two, so before COVID, pre-COVID, uh, our primary use case in schools was this as a supplemental tool. So you, you learn about math concepts and you want kids to practice math and have fun while practicing math. That was the prim- That has been the primary use case on math, uh, coding, uh, reading, uh, where Osmo is used as a practice tool that kids want to spend time. And that's a big deal for teachers because teachers' primary job is engage kids in learning activity in their classroom. And what we have done as a company is we're trying to bring this, this gamification of learning. And that is used as supplement, that has been used as supplement activity. Uh, when I say pre-COVID, because most of the schools are uh, are remote right now. And that's uh, the classroom experience is, is sort of on a, on a hold for now. The second use case for Osmo that we discovered around the COVID time is um, an ability for a teacher to share their desk with the students remotely. So Osmo, and that's that's not really a game. There's an app we call, it, uh, it's called Osmo Project or app. And it integrates with Zoom. So what teacher can do is they can, use a physical piece of paper and start drawing on top of it, start writing on top of it. They can bring their textbook and sort of use the physical space the way they will do in a classroom and share that with students uh, who are remote. And that second use case has been, again, this has been relevant only in a COVID era. And that has been a really a big, big thing for schools to adopt Awesome Projector. It's a free app. If you have an Osmo, you just download the free app and you start using it. So these are the two primary use cases, the supplemental learning after school, sorry, after the class, in the classroom, after the primary session is over, and the share your desk for remote learning. You know, one of the things that makes your product different than a lot of the things on the iPad is, you know, you, their apps can be updated. And obviously you all have apps as well, but you have a physical hardware product that once it's out there, can't be updated. Um, what kind of testing do you guys go through when you're, you know, your new coding product, for example, how do you go about seeing, does this work for students? How do they, how do you kind of work through that? If something is going to be useful, if it's too hard, if it's too easy. There are, three things we test. Uh, the number one thing we test is, is this 
is this relevant for playful learning as an end goal for us? We, we want kids to learn to play. And so we always look at uh, a category, like whether you can do more in coding uh, or math, is this relevant? And this answer is it's a very quick answer. You can quickly answer the question. Then the second question we want to answer once we go specific on a specific interaction or a game is, is this natural in a physical space? So for example, we take a coding game as an example. We have these coding pieces that get put together to sort of write a mini program that iPad can see and understand. Now that is that natural to put pieces together? Is, is our kids going to stack them the way we want? Uh, is the physical manipulation, is, is it natural? And that's something we test heavily because if you get that wrong, then the whole thing falls apart. And we made, we made some mistakes in the past uh, and we, we learned a lot after testing. But now whenever we start a new game, we always do a lot of testing in a physical space. Once that's solid, that this is natural, like for example, drawing on a piece of paper is natural for kids. Um, putting, throwing tiles in front of like just tossing things is just natural for kids. Um, building with hands is natural. So once you have a confidence there, we do a lot of testing on the actual engagement, which is, is it fun for the first half an hour? Is it fun to come back? How often kids want to come back? Is it social or just a solo experience? So we do heavy testing on physical and then a lot of heavy testi- testing on digital. Um, one, one of the questions, one of the things you mentioned about is the, the risk, the, the, the limits of having a physical thing is harder to upgrade. That's why we, up, up, we front road a lot of testing on physical pieces earlier in the process so that we don't have to make any changes. Software, we keep changing. So all the, the games that we released five years ago, the physical pieces haven't changed, but the digital game is fundamentally different now and we keep changing and that's the beauty of it. Yeah, that's, that is the nice thing is, you know, you once you have this, this core hardware in the home, you can really expand on that. Um, what are your, I mean, obviously, 2020 and virtual learning has really validated your products in new ways. Um, kind of look ahead to 2021, and I know you probably can't give away anything secret, but um, what's what's next for Osmo? Um, the way kids grow up, the way kids develop, and the way kids learn, uh, it is a. This is not a temporary problem. Uh, or, or, or or work that needs to be done, it's always going to be very relevant. It's a very relevant problem in society. Is how do you help kids learn better, uh, become a stronger learner? So that's one that what we what Osmo is trying to address is a is a is a big problem. The second one is we are far from achieving our goals. There's so many things that goes into kids learning early stage, they need to be creative, they need to be imaginative, they need to be get the hands-eye coordination, they need to get the basic academic skills, basic social emotional skills. So it's a very vast area in terms of all the skills kids need to master early on. And we have many skills that we want to get much deeper. So if I take, for example, a math, uh, we don't, right now, we are not covering all aspects of math. So we want to go a lot deeper in that. We are not covering all aspects of reading, like reading as a skill, like how do you go from 
recognizing an alphabet, basic alphabet to starting to read a, a simple words, sentences, to really starting to comprehend, to get into love with learning. Like if you look at reading as, as, a, as a reading and math as two sort of skills, kids take many years to master them. And Osmo can play a much bigger role than spring today in terms of go deeper in each one of them. Uh, so the, the good thing for Osmo is what the problem we are addressing is going to be always relevant. It's not going to be out of fashion. This is important, how to help kids learn. And there's a lot of scope for what all we can do. So that's our mission for 2021 and 2022 is just let's get deeper into this because you've proven the basic model. You also, what we see now post-COVID era is parents are also more open, parents and teachers are more open to the role of technology in helping kids learn. And that's actually going to help, that's going to help us a lot in bringing technology to help kids learn as a product company. No, that's, a, that's a, I think a great way to think about your products is instead of trying to keep expanding, you, you know, your range, you know, uh, width-wise, it's like, hey, let's go deeper. Let's take students even further, give them an even more head start or students that are struggling in math. We can go deeper and helping them even more. Um, I love, I'm a big fan of Osmo. I've been a big fan of Osmo since it uh, really was, um, since it was released. I just think it's a very innovative product that takes something very simple um, and and connects it to digital. And I think I was just in teaching a class not too long ago um, and talking to students about augmented reality and the differences in augmented reality, virtual reality, and the pluses and minuses of both. And you, you all really just, fit that model perfectly of where I think we can strike the balance in the classroom with technology, um, hands-on interactive at the same time. Um, thanks for coming on the show today. We'll have, um, links in the show notes to some of the latest things from Osmo. Um, again, I'm a big fan. I'm, so if you're looking for something for your children, something to put into the classroom, uh, Osmo products, uh, you, you really can't go wrong with any of them. Uh, again, we'll have links to those. I have a review that I did recently of one of the new products as well. They'll be in the show notes. If you're new to the show, um, love if you subscribe, leave a review on Apple podcasts, like it in Overcast or, you know, wherever you get your podcast, tell a friend. Um, and as always, um, we'll be back here in a couple of weeks with a uh, new episode. Promote, thanks for coming on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me.